Hello and welcome to the Nursing Standard podcast. I'm Andrea Downey, the news editor here at Nursing Standard. Now I can't quite believe it's that time of year again, but yes, it is nearly Christmas and this episode of the podcast is exploring the rules around accepting Christmas gifts from patients. But it's not just at Christmas when nurses might receive a present from a patient. There are many different religious days throughout the year where patients might want to give thanks. And of course, nurses are going to need to know how to navigate that. We will be taking a look at what the NMC code says on this and how it applies in everyday practice. Joining me to discuss this topic is Paul Jepp, who is a senior nurse in the northwest of England and is also on the RCNI editorial board. Hi, Paul. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? And are you ready for Christmas? Hi, Andrea. Uh, yeah, I'm good today. It's a bit nippy up in the north, uh, in the northwest today. Um, am I ready for Christmas? The short answer is no. I've not done anything. I've not bought a card. Um, but I have someone at home who does all that. I just provide the finance for it. Oh, how do I do that? Because I have to do it all myself. And every year I, will, I promise myself Black Friday is the day that I will make use of all those deals. And every year I fail. Um, well, I buy stuff for myself. I do very well at that. Um, but not, not a single Christmas present has been bought yet. Um, all right. Well, let's let's have a look at giving gifts uh, at Christmas and what nurses can do. And I'll start with the most obvious question is, can nurses accept a gift from a patient? Nurses can accept gifts. Uh, it depends on what it is, where it is and how much it costs. OK, that all sounds very ambiguous. And I'm sure we will we will yep. get into that. So there's no exceptions at Christmas or anything like that for, for gifts. It, it doesn't matter any time of year um, in relation to gifts. Um, and I think. My my personal view is no matter what the gift, always make sure that you declare it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure we will delve right into that Absolutely. in a little bit. Um, but first, before we do that, I'm going to explain to our listeners what the NMC code actually says on accepting gifts. I say me, I've actually got a statement from the NMC, uh, from Anne Trotter, who is the NMC's Assistant Director of Professional Practice. Um, so I'm sure she's much more across this than I am. She sent across a statement and said, The code is clear about refusing all but the most trivial gifts, favours or hospitality, as accepting them could be interpreted as an attempt to gain preferential treatment. We expect those on our register to use their own judgment to decide what is and isn't trivial. Any nurse who feels unsure about whether to accept a particular gift should speak to their manager. Um, So, Paul, let's really delve into that. I think the thing that sticks out for me is the word trivial and then the expectation that nurses should be able to decide what is and isn't trivial. Um, now, to me, trivial is kind of relative because what might be trivial to me might not be trivial to someone else mm-hmm. and vice versa. So how do we how do we class a gift as trivial? And do nurses actually know? Is that something that most nurses will understand? Um, I think so. And having been a nurse for many, many years now and received gifts at different times of year, um, I, I think anything that is above a box of chocolates, coffee, tea, or a fruit hamper, um, needs to be automatically declared. And also anything that is aimed at you personally rather than the whole team, um, I would also declare that as well. Um, because, you know, we work together as, as nurses, we work as a bigger team. Um, so it, it's not a gift for the individual. It is that wider team of nursing, colleagues you know or midwifery colleagues but across the allied health professional groups as well uh and medics and, and different people i think most nurses and uh, midwives sales now will know that 
you know, from probably December, the chocolates start flowing in from past patients, past carers, past staff members, uh, and team managers do different things with that. Um, it's either a, you know, open on the desk and everyone just gets the chocolate when they want one, or um, what I used to do was collect them up and, and actually raffle them out as well um, towards staff so everyone got a share. Um, so I think there's different ways of managing it, but I think the key thing is anything above that box of chocolates cost um, should be declared and discussed with your your manager and take nothing personal to you, nothing as an individual. Yes, yes. So like, you know, packet of biscuits can get put in the staff room if there's a staff room and all of that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's a key thing. And, and hide the tea and coffee. Um, and you know, we, we've gone through the stage the last few years in relation where lots of people got gifts at different times. Um, lots of companies delivered things to, to hospitals and community teams. Um, so we, we just need to be wary of, of the, the expected cost of those gifts and, and what that could be seen as um, yeah. implicated to. Yeah, of course. And like something that I was just thinking about when you were mentioning chocolates and things like that is obviously you can buy like a four pound box of chocolates, but there are really expensive box of chocolates out there. I am. Um, I found one that was 150 pounds in Harrods the other day. Uh, needless to say, I didn't buy it. But, but like that's that's not trivial to me. So what what do you do if it is a really really expensive box of chocolates? I think the key message that we need to take away from this podcast is always declare. Yeah. Um, anything that is given um, above that um, supermarket, general supermarket, yeah. many are available. Um, cost of a, a box of you know different chocolates celebrations heroes black magic milk tray whatever that may be yeah <laughs> or the healthy option of a basket of fruit or tea and coffee of available stuff um anything more than than that should be declared and most people will will be most managers will be aware of their trust standing financial orders which they'll need to refer back to in relation to uh acceptance of gifts and, and what should be declared Hmm. And do you think this is something that most nurses who are aware of, like, you know, if you're just working your day to day job, would they be aware of what their trust policy says on this and what the NMC code says on this? I, I think most nurses will will know that they have to declare any gifts that are given to them, um, whether that is to the, the team manager, ward manager, senior manager uh, or what or that is wider. Nurses will know the NMC code. Um, hmm. They may not know it. Off by heart, but they will know that what what is in there um, and what they need to do around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as professionals, we need to make sure we are following the code um, as our regulatory body um, set of standards that they expect of us. Yeah, of course, of course. So something else I was thinking about when I was doing my research for this podcast um, is this year might be slightly different with gifts because I think this year there's a lot of media attention around the just the working conditions that nurses have. Obviously, we've got, you know, potential strikes coming up unless the government comes to the table on pay negotiations. We, we're waiting to see. Um, but, you know, it's very widely known now that nurses aren't well paid. Working conditions are really difficult. Um, and I was wondering if that might prompt more patients to maybe try to give presents and give thanks, especially money at Christmas. Um, so what do you think? Do you think that that is more likely to be a, a thing this year? Um, I, I don't think so. I think patients who have received great quality care are very generous. 
Uh, and like to thank the team that's cared for them uh, in, in whatever way they feel appropriate. Um, I think a lot of patients like to give money at this time of year to support a night out. Um, and again, that has to be declared uh, and maybe used as the ward charitable funds, um, whatever the trust regulations are around that. Mm-hmm. Um, in relation to sort of the working conditions, uh, I think the last few years have really highlighted that and highlighted that that we all need to do more to support each other, but support the conditions we work in. Um, and I think in relation to the strike action uh, and the government coming to the table, uh, I probably expect Santa Claus at the table before I expect the Secretary of State. <laughs> that would be quite a feat. Um, I, I mean, as the news editor, I'd like to write that story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will wait and see. Um, so something you've mentioned, I think a couple of times I've heard mentioned, is a trust charity or um, charitable organisation. Um, and I wanted to touch on that because I'm guessing that some patients can be very, very persistent um, in wanting to give their thanks. So what what should nurses do if there is a patient who is super persistent on just giving some cash for a night out or really extravagant present, you know, the excellent care they've received? Um, some trusts do have charities, don't they, that they can direct patients to? Yeah, a lot of trusts have um, charitable funds, but obviously uh, in relation to nursing, it is wider than the NHS. So we need to think of the independent sector and social care um, and how um, their patients want to, to you know, really thank the staff there. Um, again, it would always be make sure there's a receipt and, and declare that to a, a more senior person um, to take that forward on, on your behalf. Um, having worked in large NHS trusts, I've always given the details of the, the charity uh, for that trust, so that can then go into the the team's charitable funds uh, and highlighted whether it's for staff or for patients. Um, as it, it people may not want a night out, so it may be to actually refurb the the staff room um, or buy a new kettle or, or microwave or what, whatever that may be. Um, and some people over the last few few years have come up with some really ingenious ideas of you know having water bottles um, because it's important that that nurses actually do stay hydrated um, and you know supporting uh, health and well-being uh, of our staff is key as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so where would nurses find the information on any charitable organisations linked to where they work if they don't already know? Um, they will be able to find that on their trust internet site or intranet site. Um, and again, the, the senior nurse leader um, will be able to highlight that to them as well. Uh, I think a lot of trusts have charities now and a lot of staff in trust do actually raise funds for those charities specifically for their areas uh, which is great that's a great idea yeah yeah definitely especially if you do have patients who really really want to give absolutely absolutely. but you know and I think most patients probably don't realize that giving a little bit of money or you know a present will probably get that nurse into trouble and I think they'd probably be quite upset if they knew they got them into trouble so it's it's helpful to have a charitable organization to point them to yeah Um, and I think in, in obviously with the cost of living at the minute um, it's always better to make sure that that is pooled and um, the money goes to the right place uh, if people do want to give money. Um, but I was, I would always try and talk people out of giving money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone's sort of feeling the pinch at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So what would your advice be to nurses who are dealing with a persistent patient who really, really wants to give thanks um, and, you know, pointing them to the charitable arm is nice, but I'm sure that it's, it must be hard as a nurse to sort of have to turn down a gift when you can see that that's visibly upset a patient. So how would you advise them to deal with that? I would always contact someone more senior uh, at that time 
Um, and um, if if that if you can't do that, then um, I would keep reiterating to the person that you can't accept money and, and not to accept it. Um, and if they're still persistent, then it may be ask them to come back to speak to the senior person when they're next on duty. Yeah, very good advice. Thank you. Um, well, I feel like we've kind of delved into the NMC code quite well. Um, you cleared up trivial for me, which is very helpful. Um, is there anything else in the code that you feel is worth is sort of taking a, a bit of a look at now before we move on to some of the more, um, some of the weirder gifts that nurses have received? No, I think the code is there as a guidance from the NMC. Uh, and the NMC is our regulated body that is there to protect the public. Um, and we need to follow that guidance. Um, and also think about the other guidance that they gave in relation to social media um, and aspects that are linked with, with this as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. So the, the what I'm taking away from this is very trivial gifts like boxes of chocolates, tea, all need to be declared, but tea and chocolates can go into the staff room. Um, if there is a staff room, I think we know that not all trusts have that. Absolutely. Um, and then obviously everything needs to be declared to managers and anything more, anything more expensive and a non-trivial gift needs to be sort of directed at the charitable arm or um, patient needs to be talked out of it. Yeah. If in doubt, declare. Right? If in doubt, declare. That's a good way to be. <laughs> All right. So that kind of, that was very serious and in-depth look at the code. But obviously Christmas is supposed to be about fun as well, um, which, you know, I think working on the wards is a bit difficult at Christmas, especially if you're, you know, missing out on all your family time. Um, so I wanted to have a look at the more fun side of Christmas gifts because we actually did an FOI. It was a couple of years ago now, but it's still a very popular story among our readers. And it was just about the gifts that um, have been declared by trusts and some, some of the gifts that nurses were given were really quite funny and a bit bizarre. Um, the one that really stuck out for me was nine live mackerel. Um, I don't really know how. I'm not really sure how a nurse would have had to, what do you do with that mackerel on a, on a ward? Um, so that was quite funny. Um, there was also some North Korean weaponry. Um, I think it was a ceremonial sword. Um, you which, saw. yeah, obviously, as you're doing your, doing your rounds, you obviously need a sword. Maybe um, the ceremonial sword and the nine mackerel could have gone together. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> make, make a nice lunch. <laughs> um, sorry to anyone that doesn't like eating fish. Um, and there was also some other things like just alien ornaments and some strange things like that. So I wanted to ask you, what's the weirdest gift or the strangest gift you've you've heard of or the funniest gift? I'm sure there's a few. I think I must lead one of the most boring lives because <laughs> I, sure really, I really can't think of anything. Um, mountains of chocolate. Um, I, I actually went down the stage of actually making sure that we had... Um, signs up saying please don't give us any more chocolate um, and actually looking at more healthier options uh, and especially around tea and coffee yeah um, I'm really I'm trying to I know people who have bought um, not necessarily bought but have made uh, food so I've had you know, Chinese banquets brought in towards and Indian food taken brought in as well which is always fantastic um, yeah. and anything around food always appeals to me anyway um, which makes yeah, which makes it really hard to sort of um, declare all those bits, but uh, you know, it still has to be done. But um, I think a lot of presents, um, probably the funny things are around sort of staff secret Santa things. They're always quite funny. Um, you know, someone once bought me a, a tie hanger. You, know, you only see me in a tie for a wedding or a funeral. Um, you'll never see. 
or an interview. Uh, you'll never see me in tie otherwise. Um, or I try to avoid ties at all costs. So it, it, it's <laughs> things like that. that um, yeah, don't buy me one of those, Andrew. Um, <laughs> so it's always interesting looking at the secret Santa things to, to work yeah. out if people know the individual, how well they know them. Um, and, and living where I live, it's always quite good fun to find some novelty things from uh, a very popular seaside town. Um, so plastic Blackpool towers are always a good favourite for a secret Santa and things like that. Yes, yes, good. I actually popped on just then that you were talking about the the banquets and the food that you've been bought in, and you have to declare that as well. So say if a patient's baked a cake or like cooked a, a smorgasbord for you, you have to declare that. Uh, I would do if if need be. Uh, I would always mention it to somebody. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I just would have thought... I mean, I've never worked in that sort of situation, so I would have just popped it in the staff room and been like, there's cake for everyone, but I didn't think you would have had to. Um, I, I would still err on the side of caution and, and declare that. Um, yeah. And also record that you've had a, a compliment. So someone who brings in something like cake or food or chocolates, well, it's still a compliment and it's a thank you to the team. So always make sure you, you declare that so that the trust can register the number of compliments that people have got uh, yeah. as well. Yes, everyone likes to receive a compliment, and it's always Absolutely. good when your manager and the top bosses know that you're doing your job well. Um, and it, it yeah. puts in perspective, you know, with any negative feedback that people get, that you know they're getting compliments as well. So, you know, we we do a fantastic job. We don't always get it right, but it's always good to to make sure that we acknowledge that we get it right a lot of the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes the negative news and the you know the complaints they're always the loudest, and it's always. It's probably few and far between, but they always are the loudest. So it's good to know when the compliments are coming through and the positive news is there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, goes a long way. Oh, it really does. Especially, I can imagine, especially at the moment. Um, I'm, you know, I've got a few friends that are nurses and I'm just constantly impressed with the work they do because I couldn't do it. Um, so thank you must feel really nice at the end of a shift sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah there's a lot of amazing people out there doing amazing things every day. Mm, they really are. Um, the other thing I picked up on just then was the secret sound stuff. I've noted down not to buy you a tie. So if you could let me know anything else you might like, I'll make sure that gets right. <laughs> I get the right one. Um, but... Box of chocolates from Harrods, please. <laughs> I know. I mean, I would want that to be gold wrapped for that price. I think it probably was, to be <laughs> honest. Probably. Yeah. Um, but I was just picking up on the secret Santa thing, and it made me think about giving gifts to colleagues. Because um, we talked a lot about patients trying to give care, gifts. Um, but what about giving a gift to a colleague? Is that allowed? Or what about giving a present to a patient that you've been treating for a while and you've, you know, built up a relationship with? What are the rules around that? Um, I would never advocate that nurses, midwives, whoever should give presents to patients on an individual basis. Um, I've always supported um, people who are in hospital on Christmas Day receiving something from from the ward. Um, and my days as a ward manager and matron, you know, spent wrapping socks and gloves and different things um, to make sure that the patients walk up with a present at the end of the bed was always uh, a highlight of, of my Christmas Day working. Um, and I've totally forgot what the other bit of the question was now. I was talking about nurses giving colleagues gifts. Oh, yeah. Like for Santa's uh, and things. Absolutely. And, and that's a bit of fun. Um, and it even gets more fun the lower the price that people put on things. Um, and it, it, it's just having some fun with your friends um, at a time when everyone needs to come together. 
Yes. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so apart from your tie hanger, which we've established you did not like, <laughs> what was, what was your, what's your favorite Secret Santa gift ever? Uh, it was a Kim Wilde CD. Oh, interesting. I'm going to nod and pretend I know who that is, but I don't, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> well, uh, most people probably listen to this will know Kim Wilde as the gardener now, but uh, she was a great 80s and still is uh, a great uh, pop star. I'm showing my age now, aren't I? Uh, yeah, I'm showing mine. <laughs> the 80s was before my time. Sorry to call you out like that on the podcast, Paul. That was not very festive of me, was it? <laughs> um, it was only well, just in my timeline, so. <laughs> yeah, well, good. Yeah, I'll make sure that that stays in. That'll be very clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, brilliant. Well, that kind of answers all of my questions around gift giving and the code. Um, is there anything that is there any stone you think we've left unturned? No, I don't think so. I think you know the the code is the most important document in the nursing world, and we we have to use it. But don't be scared of it either. Uh, it, it's there to support um, the profession uh, and to protect the public. So. Uh, don't be scared of it. Use it every day. Um, and in relation to this topic, if in doubt, declare. Good. That's going to be a good catch line, actually, for us to publish the podcast with. So thank you for that. Um, and that is definitely all we've got time for. It's been really, really um, insightful talking to you about this. Thank you so much for sharing all of your expertise. Um, just before we say goodbye, I wanted to ask if you wanted to let our listeners know where they can find you on social media or if there's anything you want to plug that you're doing at the moment. Um, there's lots of things going on at the minute uh, in my work life, um, and you know, my Twitter handle is at PaulJeb1, the number one. Um, so you know, drop me a line and, and whatever. And I suppose to finish off, I just want to say thank you to everybody and, and thank you to everyone at RCNI and Nursing Standard um, for the work they continue to do. Uh, thank you for your time today, Andrea. Uh, I want to wish everyone who's celebrating a Merry Christmas. Uh, and hopefully uh, everyone will have a happy, prosperous new year um, where the government actually start to value nursing. Yes, we we hope so, Paul. That would, that's a good Christmas wish to have, isn't it? Um, so thank you for your time. I just wanted to also remind our listeners that you can find all the information related to this podcast at rcni.com forward slash podcast, where you can also listen back to previous episodes as well. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you give us a like there, it also helps others to find us too. Uh, Paul, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for sharing your time. Um, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and a very happy new year. Thank you, Andrew.